the network for the AV industry. What are you listening to? This. This is AV. This. This. This is AV Nation. This is AV Nation. This is AV Week, episode 145, recorded Wednesday, May 28th, 2014. Reporters Roundtable. AV Week is brought to you by Middle Atlantic Products, who invite you to stop by their new customer-focused website, Middle Atlantic Products, what great systems are built on. Ready. AV, AV Week. Performing scan. Week. Online. This is AV Week. This is AV Week, your weekly wrap-up of audiovisual news and information. My name is Tim Albright. I'm your host. Hello. Uh, with us this week, this is a special. This one, actually, I'm very excited about this because uh, it is taking a lot of time and bribing and a fair amount of kowtowing about the great Red Sox to make this thing happen, says the Red, says the Cardinal fan. Uh, this is my re- reporter roundtable for Infocom 2014. So these fabulous people, very talented, that have been covering the uh, industry for a number of years are going to give us and give you, by extension, their impressions and, and what you should expect for uh, Infocom 2014. So uh, we will start with ladies first because my mother raised a gentleman. First up, Margot Duahi, editor of AV Technology. How are you, ma'am? Excellent. Great to see you. Great to be here. And thanks for being patient. I know the last time we tried to get this together, we were a little bit busy, but it's no. just always good to you know, share ideas and, and trade stories. So I appreciate it. You guys aren't professionals and you don't work for a living or anything, you know, traveling all over the place and crazy stuff. So, uh, Also with this is Tom LeBlanc. Tom is the editor of Commercial Integrator and the newly minted editor of Tech Decisions. How are you, sir? Good. Thanks for having me, Tim. Absolutely. Uh, and last but not least, the world's greatest Red Sox fan uh, and my personal nemesis, <laughs> Craig McCormick, editor at large at Commercial Integrator. How are you, sir? Doing great. Thanks for having me on again. Absolutely. Uh, okay, so we when we set this up, we were like, okay, let's just talk about Infocom. Uh, but Harmon threw a wrench in our in our in our plans. Uh, so I've got a bunch of really talented reporters. I'm going to ask you first and foremost. Uh, Margaret, we'll start with you. What do you think uh, of of the Harmon AMX uh, deal uh, for the industry or or for them as businesses? Uh, what does that mean? Well, I think it's really important to maintain equanimity. Um, I know that there was a lot of interest and excitement on Twitter, of course, and people trading ideas and just wondering what the fallout or the ripple effects would be for our readers who are tech managers and also, of course, the integration community at large. But I think that the acquisition is interesting in terms of market metrics, but it's really important that consolidation isn't new. It's not new to our industry. Barco bought projection design last year and bought X2O this year. Panamax bought Furman, you know, we have a lot of mergers and acquisitions. Nortec owns Magenta and TV1. So that's it's not on its own something to kind of freak out about. And I think it's an essential move in any industry. Much more interesting to me is that both AMX and Harman are interested in more known for their endpoints and control systems. 
HDMI and AVB are, of course, transport technologies, methods from getting information from one endpoint to the other. So what I want to know is how are these companies going to make better use of the synergies between endpoints? And what are they going to do with proprietary systems versus standards-based? So, you know, that's that's kind of where we're really interested in looking at right now. And if the question of statistical multiplexing is going to come in, that's what one of our uh, writers, Phil Hippensteel, who's one of our regular columnists, is looking at for an article and some coverage he's going to do at Infocom. So our endpoint manufacturers like AMX, Harman, Panasonic, Casio, trying to figure out which transport technologies are going to survive, because those decisions are actually the decisions that are going to really make an impact on where we're going to be 10 years from now. So we need to figure out you know, the next move from here. And I think that, of course, AV is, is really moving towards internet and IP based eventually. So you know, what, is this, what does this mean right now for transport? Not necessarily the companies as they are existing at this point. So I think that's, that's really what we're looking at. So it's not too big of a deal right now, but what does it mean five years from now? Good, good points. Uh, Tom, for, for you guys and, and, and covering commercial integrator and, and what, what have uh, you heard both from your integrators as well as from your manufacturer folks? Well, <clears throat> to Margot's points, I would say ditto. Yeah, those are, those are all, you know, good points. It's just another merger in a way. And, you know, we see mergers all the time. And, in fact, AMX was already owned by some company, and now they're going to be owned by another different company. I guess the big difference is that, you know, in this case, Harman sells over a billion dollars worth of commercial gear. And like Margot said, it'll be interested to see how some of those synergies play out. Um, what I think is really interesting is I can remember back when I worked for CE Pro and I was covering the residential market. Um, I can remember going to Cedia Expo 2010 and I got an interview with uh, uh, Blake Augsburger. I'm not sure how to pronounce it. Um, but back then he was talking about AVB and it was so early that I had to look up what AVB meant um, prior to the interview. And he was kind of talking about how Harman envisions its role evolving, you know, in part by uh, attaching itself to the AVB movement and how it envisioned Harman being more of sort of the central component of a system, you know, sort of the quarterback of a system. Yeah. And me not being, you know, very smart, I said, well, I can't really picture that. You know, how does that work without an interface? And you know, in retrospect, you know, maybe Harman always kind of was wondering that as well, trying to figure out, you know, how to bring more of an interface play into that equation if they are, in fact, going to become sort of the, the quarterback of a, a typical AV commercial system. And I don't know, I just kept thinking about that interview back in, you know, 2010 when I was, you know, learning about all the AMX news last week. But, you know, it's just another acquisition and we'll see what happens and it'll be interesting because it happened just before Infocom. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I was given, uh, we had Joe Andrulis on, on last week's episode of AV Week and I gave him crap about, <laughs> I said, you should have saved this for the first day of the show. And he's like, no, you know. So, all right, Mr. McCormick, uh, both Margot and, and Tom have mentioned this. Harman is our big, Harman is a big player in AVB. AMX is, is fully ensconced in the HD base T camp. 
Uh, from your standpoint and for you to, for your two cents, how do you think that's going to play out? How are they going to make those uh, those two play nice together, or do you think that one's going to have to to take dominance over the other? Well, I, I'm sure you remember from Infocom last year. I met with the uh, the Avenue Alliance and the HD Base T Alliance, and and they talked about how those two uh, those two technologies and tools can can work together. And mm-hmm. I guess this this will be a, a major test of of whether that's actually true or not. Uh, I haven't necessarily seen any evidence of that in the year since, and and I am planning on finding out. You know, kind of how how that's progressed. When when I do go to Infocom, I'm, I'm meeting with both of them again to you know kind of do I guess a, a year later follow up essentially on that. So I guess you know kind of we'll, we'll see how how that in particular plays out. So yeah, absolutely. It'd the be... other thing, Tim. Go ahead. <clears throat> Sorry to jump in, but the other thing I thought was interesting. I mentioned how I used to work for a residential publication, and you know, CE Pro going back a few years um, does this brand awareness study every year. And so after the AMX news broke last week, um, the editor of CE Pro, Jason Nod and I sat down and we were looking at those brand awareness studies going back to 2005, the year that AMX was last acquired. And we were wondering, I wonder what's going on in terms of market share, you know, during that time. Yeah. And it was interesting because the trend was that Crestron was always far and away the top in automation, in the automation category. AMX didn't really lose market share during that time span. The difference is that Control 4 really emerged as as the player that was up there kind of close to Crestron, huh. whereas at the beginning of the time span, AMX was kind of close to Crestron. And um, it's just interesting. You know, something like this, you know, maybe it makes AMX exciting again, for lack of a better phrase. Uh, and by the way, that was a, a point that was brought up in an excellent column that a uh, publication called AV Nation posted today. <laughs> yes, I've heard of that. We 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 did not write it. Our our good for all, all of our good friends. We all know uh, Dan Newman. Dan uh, Dan wrote a piece for us, and uh, yeah, very good, very good point. It's interesting though that you mentioned the fact that AMX didn't necessarily lose lose the market share. It was the fact that another company overtook them. Basically, is that, is that what you're saying? Is that what you're saying? That is what I'm saying. Okay. Control four really emerged. And they had a couple though. I mean, right, what was it? Um, was it Infocom 2009 in Vegas? They had. Was it the Aria Hotel? Yeah. Was a huge Control four. That was like the big, yeah. like holy cow. Yeah. Um, it was all Control four. Uh, and that was a big, a big, big year for them. So. That was like their big push into commercial too. Yes. But then they kind of moved away from commercial. And then they kind of came back. So I'm not sure. Uh, it'll be interesting um, to get an update from Control 4. I know they were, um, last time I talked to them about their plays in the commercial market, they were very focused on developing good apps for you know commercial integrators to use to leverage their solutions. So it would be interesting to get another update from them on that. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Tom, that actually goes to your point about the idea of you know the quarterback but also the face of it. I think I'm not sure if that's what um, you were mentioning that point before, but the thing that Control Four seemed to do in a really successful way was just make it easy to use and have an emphasis on the user interface and just that the simplicity. Absolutely. Yeah, and that's where I mean, let's be honest here. That's where most of if if you have any worth in the control um, segment. You have to have some sort of, of mobile or you know tablet-based app, 
Uh, otherwise, <laughs> you're not even playing. I mean, seriously. Uh, all right. So uh, all three of you will be at, in at InfoCom this year. Uh, Margo, we'll start with you. Uh, AV Technology. How is how do you guys cover a show like this? How do you cover in, uh, InfoCom? Um, well, as many espressos as humanly possible. <laughs> there is no sleep. In cardiac arrest and five-hour energy drinks, um, cloning oneself. These are all really practical solutions that we employ <laughs> on a yearly basis. But um, we actually have a really fun approach this year with our awards because New Bay publications cover different markets, but they dovetail, obviously, in, in really seamless ways. So, uh, for example, SNBC and SCN are sister magazines that focus more on the systems integrator. We're all joining together and doing a best of show award. So we have anonymous judges fanning out and going to judge um, in, a, in a truly anonymous way, so really doing blind judging so that the companies don't know that they're going to look and demo their products. So that's one element of that. So we're, we're joining force, forces with, with our sister publications. And also, I just like to make appointments with the companies that I think have had really interesting releases last year, because I think there is a danger in overhyping and overanalyzing Infocom as sort of this one portent of all industry trends writ large. You know, instead, I think it's important to look at the companies that had really big headline intros in the last one or two years, hmm. like, for example, the Biamp to Sierra platform yeah. or, you know, something of that ilk like Barco ClickShare, and then looking at seeing how much traction have they gotten, what kind of iterations are they offering, have, has anyone on that level jettisoned the, the platform for any, you know, other product that supplants it. So kind of taking a, a larger, more um, long-term look rather than just going in with this one, you know, that this this one show is going to determine what the, the rest of the industry does for the next six months. Because, you know, for example, like Extron isn't isn't there, and they're doing really interesting things also. So I try to take it in stride with other shows like EduCause and yeah. Digital Signage Expo and just putting it together as one piece of this puzzle. So that's just like one one way we look at it, too. Do you take a because that's an interesting take because I did, I'm, I might steal that actually because that's a really good take. Um, do you do you also take a look at people who got huge headlines, and let's just say that the product hasn't quite shipped yet. Uh, you know, I'm not going to call it vaporware, but it just hasn't quite made it out the door yet. Yeah, and we have we have a number of companies like that. So, and I think it's really important to be cautious and. You know, like our my colleagues on this um, conference call right now, we have to protect our readers from not only vaporware, but claims that, you know, could lead them to take more time than they would ordinarily take doing due diligence or benchmarking, you know, because that's why I think people really like case studies, is they can whether physically go or do a virtual tour and look at the product in the application in situ and see what it's doing for users and what the product lifecycle plan might be. So I think it's important to step back and be cautious and not overhype because, yeah, there are certainly, you know, a few companies that made really big headline intros and the, the product will be shipping, you know, either this this season <laughs> or, or next quarter. Sometime <laughs> before the earth is a cold, dark, cold <laughs> mass. 
Uh, uh, Craig McCormick, and we'll, we'll get to Tom because he does two different jobs now or three. I, I lose track of his jobs. Uh, Craig, you're from Commercial Integrator. How do uh, how do you folks uh, handle the, the show? I just want to mention, I think some of the 3D products that I saw a couple Shut years ago will be shipping mouth. soon. They'll be shipping in a couple weeks. So All right. just, just wait for those. Thank you. On OLED, no less. Exactly. Exactly. So, um, as far as how we cover the show, um, you know, we, we have a bunch of people at, at the show, and and we do have a couple of award ceremonies on uh, on Wednesday afternoon for uh, products and for projects um, that that we'll be giving giving away at in in our booth at, at the show on on Wednesday. And as far as covering the show, we just try to hit as many of the booths as we as we can. You know, obviously we try to hit you know a lot of the the bigger booths. You know, when, whenever possible, and and kind of on on your advice and suggestion, we we've uh, or I I personally have you know tried to visit some of the 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 booths way in the back, the the smaller guys, and and you know kind of see if if there's anything that I can unearth back there. I I, I was in line. Last year, with with a robot getting lunch, so that was that was that was interesting. So, and that was from one of the booths in in the back, and and I don't know if he'll be he'll be in Vegas this year or, or we'll be. see it. All right, so so we'll see him again, and maybe he can uh, he could pick pick up the tab for me this year. That would be excellent. Yeah, the 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 technologies, immersive technologies. Um, and if you're at Vegas, just trust me. Go to the booth. You'll you'll be pleasantly surprised. Yeah. Uh, go ahead. <laughs> Yeah, no, that like I said, you know, you can't you can't ignore the the smaller booths, although no. you can't ignore the bigger booths either and and certainly Microsoft is one that that I think everybody is waiting to see what in the world are they going to be bringing? What are they going to be showing? That sort of thing. That's there's been a lot of mystery on that and, you know, among all the invitations to go to different booths, I, I've I've yet to see one from from them, so I think you know it's 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 interesting how secretive it it, it still is, even you know a couple of weeks before before the show. Can can I tell you guys something? And and I don't think I I I I could have missed one of your articles. Nobody, including us, have have written about this. They have gotten Apple esque with this stupid booth. Nobody, not Infocom, nobody knows what they're going to show. Yeah. And kudos to them for keeping it under wraps because this is one thing that Microsoft has never traditionally been good at. You know, this is, you know, Apple, it, you know, it, the last few years haven't been good about keeping their iPhone secret. But before then, I mean, when, when Jobs was around, nobody knew anything until he and he unveiled it. Um, they've done a, Microsoft has done a very good job about keeping what exactly it is they're showing at Infocom this year very, very quiet. So, uh, Mr. LeBlanc, what do you uh, you do? Commercial integrator as well as as tech decisions. So so, how are you guys handling it from both fronts? Well, first on the Microsoft thing, I, I was I was really excited. Um, you know, AVISBL had um, some kind of an event, a, a global sales event, a month or two ago. You know, we sent a reporter down to it, and you know, I'm sure Margot's publication did too. I think there were a lot of reporters down there, and I was excited that. Um, Microsoft was going to be there, so certainly you know you can ask them about you know why did you guys decide to exhibit at Infocom and what's in the plan, but uh, we didn't get an answer. You know we we got a no comment on that. So you know to your point, what the heck? Why is it yeah. so secret? There? <laughs> um, you know I, I mean with Infocom, I I like to think of it as if we don't cover Infocom the event. What we do is we take the opportunity to be there and 
you know, take advantage of the fact that so many people are in one place, which allows you to, you know, draw some conclusions about trends within the industry and talk to a bunch of different people and, you know, get some unique perspectives all within a few days. And really, you know, our planning and our reporting on the event is kind of aimed at trying to maximize our ability to do that while also spreading ourselves as thin as we possibly can. <laughs> and, uh, you know, no, nobody cares. Nobody in the audience cares that it's difficult to cover the show as a reporter, but, you know, it is. <laughs> no, it, it definitely is. You know, that's, that's one thing that, that, you know, we were we were fortunate enough and blessed enough. We, we have a booth, and, and you guys do too, and... Um, it's been an interesting learning experience. Let me put it that way. Uh, you know, I I work for a, a programming house and, and you know um, never had a booth before, and so this is you know trying to get everybody coordinated and um, you know we're we're doing more and more at the show this year and, and with with you guys and and so yeah it's it's been very interesting. So yeah. it's fun though. It's very rewarding. Yes, yes. On the content. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, all right, uh, we're gonna take a short break here. Uh, you guys take a drink and and and. You know, hang loose and, and do whatever you need to do because uh, we're going to talk about uh, our sponsor. Our sponsor uh, today is uh, Middle Atlantic, uh, middleatlantic.com and their new customer-focused website. Uh, give me a second here and I can figure out, you know, how this technology thing works and I'll show you their 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 new fancy-schmancy website. Um, got all kinds of really cool things. It's got an easy-to-navigate design, uh, pages for every single uh, rack model and everything they've got from the the tech pad to the really cool um, uh, credenzas. Uh, they have a live chat feature that is open from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. Eastern time. So the folks out on the West Coast, uh, if you're in the middle of a job or in the middle of a spec, you can still chat with someone uh, up until 8 p.m. Eastern. So that is 5 p.m. Uh, Pacific time, if you'd like. Uh, and hey, here's one cool thing. If you don't like their website, you can go back to the old one. <laughs> they do have a, a revert button here on and You can go back to the old one. But yeah, check out the new one if you would please. Uh, constant, you know, videos that are constantly being updated, all sorts of stuff. They've got a section for uh, residential AV, commercial uh, AV, broadcast, security, all sorts of stuff. So check them out. MiddleAtlantic.com. Middle Atlantic, what great systems are built upon. Okay, so we have covered the how you guys cover it, the AMX Harmon deal. Now we're going to ask uh, really kind of the what you guys have been hearing. Uh, I'm not asking for anything that you have signed that has been NDA'd and uh, for you to break any laws and get sued by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, but from your guys' reporting, you know, what, what have you been hearing? What, what do you think um, you can talk in veiled references or if you can name uh, specific people, let's do that too. Uh, Craig, we'll start with you. What are you, what are you hearing um, in, in the bushes that's, that might just, you know, knock people's socks off or go, oh, wow, that's cool. Yeah, I'm not sure how, how much in the bushes it is, but uh, I know 4K was the the big uh, the big reveal kind of last year, and and I think you'll see uh, more more of those, um, it, maybe more at an affordable price and or more affordable price than than last year, and um, I, I think that'll ramp up the interest over the the next year in in 4K. Um, I know there's still still some concern about how much content there is, and uh, it sounds like that. That uh, concern is is starting to be uh, be addressed by a lot of the manufacturers as, as well. So, so I I think uh, that I don't know if the year of 4K is is the right way to put it, but I I think it's uh, it, it's definitely a technology we're going to see a lot more of in in the next uh, 12 months, and and definitely on the Infocom show floor. Absolutely, 
Uh, Tom, from your perspective and, and people you're talking to on, on both sides, um, what are you hearing that's going to come uh, to the show floor, maybe even beforehand? Yeah, nobody tells me anything. Uh, <laughs> There's a but, thing um, called 1080p. Uh, <laughs> um, I did visit with Crestron a month or two ago, and um, if the tour of, um, of Crestron and our conversations, there were any indication, um, you know, they're going to have an interesting show, and I don't think anybody's surprised by that. It's one of the most crowded booths every year. Yeah. I mean, certainly I'm excited to see uh, what's going to be going on in the, the Microsoft booth. Um, last week I became a lot more excited about what's going to be going on in the Harman and AMX booths. I just think that'll be an interesting storyline uh, during the show. And like Craig said, um, 4K I think is going to be you know, very interesting at the show. I also think there'll be a lot of smaller companies um, making uh, product announcements related to software that makes uh, video wall deployment a bit easier. And I think we're going to see a lot of that at the show. That seems to be a trend to watch this year. Very cool. That, that's one thing I hadn't heard yet. Uh, Margo, from, from your reporting and, and from the reporters that are under you, what are you guys hearing uh, that's going to come to the show floor that might be you know, something that, that takes people by, by surprise? Well, I think we're going to see a lot of multi-port HDMI to HD-based-T um, kind of extensions. You know, So the things that make points come together and really make the systems work and not just for now but in the future because a lot of our readers worry about how they can be solvent in the here and now and get the users needs met and the facility visitors met whether it's the transportation or higher ed or whatever the you know vertical market is but then also scalable to the future so a lot of the companies like Geffen and Paul yeah. research are going to be really interesting to look at to see how they're approaching that, what their strategies are. Um, IHSE USA, so companies like that really interest me. And the, you know, the, the the companies that make those pieces all come together. So I think that's one angle. And then of course, Vadio just wins the Miss Congeniality Award because I think their products just also really focus on interoperability and. They have a new um, suite of RoboShot cameras, and their Vadio bridge is really great. Blue jeans really interest me because, again, they work to glue disparate video conferencing um, soft codecs together. So I think those are the companies that are going to be really interesting and have some good stories to tell. And, of course, Crestron and AMX set a high bar. I think the idea of the show theme of moving AV forward is really interesting. So whether that means you know moving more AV devices onto the IP infrastructure or you know moving it into more of a mainstream consciousness is really interesting. And looking at the ways the show is um, going to bring allied trades together because I know there's a lot of CompTIA training and Big C training yeah. and also Cisco. Um, Cisco has some specialist training there and I really like that. I like to see the allied trades coming together in what was, you know, many years ago or even, you know, 10 years ago, more niche and more siloed and I think that there's a broader kind of galvanized effort to bring the AV, you know, into more of a mainstream collaborative environment. So that's really cool and we're really excited about that. That's that. That's interesting. Do you think that's more from the manufacturers pushing us into that way, or is it more 
from place people like Infocom and and uh, um, you know Cedia and, and the trade organizations that have kind of really done more of the more of the work to, to get that there. I mean, I think it's it's a really great question. I I think it's more from the use case. I think it's just the reality that more um, IT departments are absorbing some AV operations and. You know, I worked at a university for many years as a systems end user, as a professor, and our this as this one small micro of the macro, but our tech department was the office of instructional technology, and it included IT and AV as a kind of hybrid team. So, you know, that's just one you know little way of looking at a larger trend that people are seeing manifest in different ways. So I think it's more from just the evolution of, of technology, and again, I'm speaking in really broad, yeah. very reductionist terms, but I think that's just one of the threads. And I think Infocom is picking it up and offering more training in the ways that people are have been asking for. Because I know a lot of my readers that have more specialty in audio, for example, or just you know classic uh, performing arts centers, kinds, kind of readers like that want to learn a little bit more about IT networking, multiplexing, you know, subnet masks, et cetera. Yeah. So that's what's really helpful about looking at the um, course listing this year. And also the revised CTS exam that came out, I believe, last year, I think in July. Yeah. Yeah. So right after Infocom 2013 is a, a really revised look at, you know, the skill sets that are required to be um, a CTS certified AV pro right now. Yeah, no. It's a, there's also been rumors, and I don't know how true they are, so don't send me emails. Um, that there's going to be a CTS uh, network or CTS IT professional, um, in addition to the designer and the and the installer. Uh, yeah, it, it definitely makes sense, and and I think just I'd like to add one more thing to that. Yeah. But I know that um, our friends at Tech Decisions are also media sponsors, but Control Concepts is offering a a really great event for tech managers called Tech Talk, and that's on Tuesday, uh, June 16th, I believe. And June 17th. It's the day before the show opens, yeah. Right. And that's going to be great because it's going to look at just some of these topics that we were just talking about. But, you know, from from a perspective of the, of the consultants from the integrators, but also giving tech managers some more tools, you know, tools of the trade is one of the... Um, elements I think that, that they titled it but yeah no that's it's actually a really cool event at um, uh, Steve Greenblatt and, and Mark Lavecchia from BMA uh, also um, and, and then you know it's at a brew house so you know you, you get to have a good beer um, <laughs> if you like that sort of thing if you don't well then you know drink water uh, Craig mentioned this before and last year actually the, for a number of years one of my favorite things to do is to go in the back 40 uh, of Infocom and actually other trade shows like it and find the little 10 by 10 booth and, and the, the mom and pop shop or the, the, the company just getting off the ground or, you know, somebody that has a really interesting idea and they're not sure if they want to bring it to Infocom. Last year's little hidden gem, uh, for me at least, was, was Mersive Technologies. And, and Craig mentioned the fact that it was basically, it's, it's, it's a robot on wheels with a video conference um, yeah. monitor, right? And, and it's, uh, somebody called it the, um, uh, oh, it's a, the Big Bang, uh, the Big Bang guy. Um, I Sheldon, Sheldon, a Sheldon bot, 
Um, so and, and it was cool, right? I mean, it, it ran over over LT, uh, it ran over uh, Wi-Fi or cellular. I mean, you can connect to it and and you you can run it from your computer. So that was last year, at least for me, last year's little hidden gem. Um, so Tom, we'll start with you on this one. Is there anything that maybe you know about or, or think that maybe people haven't heard enough about, whether it's a class or uh, one of the pavilions or a get together or you know maybe one of these little uh, smaller uh, smaller in a, uh, smaller companies that are presenting what would be your your you know your find this year i guess well can i take yours sure uh, immersive um not i mean i'm thinking more of the solstice solution that they have for collaboration i'm Um, sorry it's not immersive good lord it's um beam so go ahead i totally screwed that up it's not immersive it's it's beam it's a totally different company oh okay (laughs) Uh, but go ahead take immersive i think immersive solstice is yes an interesting it's going to be sort of like a coming out party for that technology and just collaboration in general I think there's going to be a lot of collaboration solutions that people end up talking about at the show I'm sure I, I know Craig's seeing it I'm sure Margo's seeing it as well companies uh, a lot of the case studies we get pitched nowadays have a lot to do with collaboration so it just kind of seems poised to be an infocom in which you know that's a category that people end up talking about a lot um in terms of hidden gems, though, not so much on the show floor, I think, you know, along the lines of what Margo was saying about the control concepts event, mm. Infocom is also planning a lot of stuff targeted at end users for this sh- this particular show. There's a, uh, there's a, a full-day or maybe multi-day conference or series of training sessions on digital signage called uh, Solution Summit Digital Signage and one on uh, UCC, Solution Summit UCC. And Tech Decisions is obviously very excited about that because they're actually aimed at end users. And we're interested in it, well, I'm interested in it as the editor of Tech Decisions, but also as the editor of Commercial Integrator because it's an interesting trend that Infocom's so interested in you know, educating end users. And we're going to be watching that closely, and, and I think that's an interesting thing to keep an eye on during this show. Yeah, absolutely. By the way, it's it's um, it's uh, suitable technologies is the name of the company that that had the beam. So, <laughs> my apologies to both companies. But Mercive is is cool stuff too. Uh, Mar Margo, <laughs> good lord, save me here. Um, what what's maybe one or two uh, you know hidden gems that that maybe you're hearing about already? Um, I definitely gonna look at the Biamp to Sierra Forte, which is a little yeah. bit more of a scalable platform. To the um, to Sierra, which was launched, I believe, two years ago or last year. I'm, I'm pretty sure it was two years ago when they had their big launch. And, and again, looking at how much traction AVB is catching, and you know, what are the products that are going to be guaranteeing connectivity between AV devices over a common lawn or or one. So, I think the hidden gems for me are just going to be the events. Just to echo what everybody was saying, definitely the Tech Talk event by um, Control Concepts on June 17th and the Avenue Alliance. Check that out. And then also on that point to the collaborative environments, I know that FSR has a really interesting um, collaboration solution called the Huddle View. And that was certainly a trend last year where we had the Huddle Rooms uh, solutions. And I think it's becoming more expansive and and more scalable, so whether it's higher ed or corporate environment, just products that are um, giving tech managers and systems integrators solutions to 
provide systems of scale without getting kind of blocked out from future uh, changes or iterations and something that can cost justify a little bit easier and, you know, get that budget approval from the, whether the board or, you know, if it's, it's the uh, tech manager's perspective. And, and again, we have a lot of readers that are doing their own installs on smaller scales. So they, they have, they're wearing many hats and a lot of the departments are short staffed. So the products that, you know, help them troubleshoot as well as plan ahead a little bit easier are, are well received. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Mr. McCormick, what's, um, besides the one that I've already butchered, what's, uh, what's one that you're looking forward to? Uh, I'm, I'm interested to see um, how, how strongly Infocom has, has attracted some of the international uh, manufacturers and, and international end users. That, that was one of their goals in, in their strategic plan is, is you know, push push this you know this organization you know a little bit more outside of uh, North America and you know kind of make it a, a worldwide organization you know something that that you know everyone can can be a part of and, and embrace and and um, so I'm interested to see how, how how much that that effort has has kind of paid off I, I know they're having events in in other countries and other parts of the world and and things like that but uh, but I wonder how how many of people from other parts of the world will actually attend this show, which is obviously their their biggest show of of the year. Um, the the other thing I I want to see is um, an, another part of this strategic plan is is talking about uh, creating exceptional experiences, and and I want to see kind of how that's that's going to play itself out, you know, in 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 the booth whether there is you know something in you know so, some of these booths that you know. I'll walk by and say, "Wow, I didn't expect to see see that." And you know, maybe that's in Microsoft. Maybe that's in in one of the other uh, smaller booths. You know, maybe somebody else has has a, another robot that uh, that's that's better than the Beam or something like that. But it, it just just something that you know, kind of you know, everybody will be talking about it by the end of the first day. And and you know, if you missed it the first day, you you'll feel like you're you're left out. I I don't know if anything like that'll be there, but I definitely want want to find out. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, all right, guys, as as we wrap this up real quickly, uh, and this is actually kind of two, twofold here. Uh, uh, Mr. LeBlanc wrote a very nice piece on on David Labuskus, the the current uh, head of of Infocom. Um, the, the article asked a very good question, and, and so what has, has David Labuska accomplished in the last year and a half since he took the helmet at Infocom? Um, and my question to you guys as, as reporters is, what, what, has he, what has he done, and where do we see not just Infocom, the organization, but the, pro, the, the, the AV industry going uh, in the next six months to a year? So, uh, Tom, we'll start with you on this one. Yeah, I mean, the, the biggest thing I took away from that interview was um, – you know, it was kind of a personal uh, perception thing. Um, you know, everybody loved um, Randy Lemke, and you know, he was a nice guy, a little tall for my taste. <laughs> he was tall. For, <laughs> he was tall for everyone's taste, just for the record. Um, so, Infocom, you know, over the last few years has been interesting, and it's. I, it feels like it's in a stage in which everybody's kind of, you know, taking a close look at what value Infocom offers to their company and to their organization. And I kind of feel like, personally, I kind of feel like up until recently, the answer was, never you mind. It, it adds a lot of value to your organization. But I don't feel that way at all um, when I interview David Lebuskis. Um I feel like he's very interested in asking that question himself. 
and he's very interested in talking to integrators about what they think Infocom offers them in terms of value and what it should offer them in terms of value. And I'm really impressed with that. And that was the big thing I took away from the conversation that I wrote that article about was um, I kind of like the... I kind of like the way he thinks in terms of, um, you know, sort of self-evaluating uh, the organization and keeping the dialogue going with integrators. So I think um, it'll be interesting to watch that over the next few months. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I, th I think that actually played itself out. at. Uh, I went to a roundtable, and Tom was there too in, in Boston, and they had, a, you know, a session at the end where, you know, the, the attendees were, were talking about diff different pieces of the strategic plan that I was mentioning, and, and Dave was sitting right at the front of the room and, you know, reacting to er everything that the people were talking about and, you know, Trying to get, trying to get input from them on how how to make Infocom better for for the members, not not just better for Infocom, but better for the the members too. Well, yeah, and that that's an important point because let's be honest here, it's a trade organization, right? Um, and it it doesn't s succeed unless it's pushing the 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 trade it's it's uh, organized to to support unless it's putting pushing that forward. So. Uh, Marco, uh, you'll have the last word on this. What, where do you see uh, Infocom and, and the industry going in the next in the next six months or a year? Well, I definitely love the regional outreach. So I think it's today, or maybe it was yesterday. There's an Infocom on campus, and it's actually placed um, on the MIT campus. Yeah. I think that is absolutely integral for the direction of of the trade organization because the people that are are really investing their day-to-day -day time and looking to Infocom to do their jobs better or to get more resources or to just fortify their staffs, you know, whatever reasons lead them to Infocom, they're looking for, you know, those immediate resources. So I think the more regional shows are great. We're participating for it with Infocom at a Infocom Connections event in October where we're just bringing people together and more local and regional ways so that the networking can happen, solutions can be discussed, and just, um, you know, putting people in the same space where, without the kind of chaos and hullabaloo of a big show. So I think that that's one element that I really like, and and I think the general trend of, of AV and IT, even though we overuse the word convergence, but I just yeah. think the synergies between the disciplines is something that they're addressing in, in pretty good, reasonable ways, again, with the idea of bringing allied trades together. And, you know, one just specific instance, which I'll, I'll close with, is the 9-11 the Museum in, in New York City, which just opened, uh, you know, recently this month in May. And audio and video is an enormous part, a huge element to the emotion and the storytelling and the overall user experience of this internationally, you know, anticipated facility. And I just think that, you know, something like that is a great reminder of why we're doing what we're doing, the importance of the tech manager's role, the systems integrator's role. And, and I think that Infocom, you know, moving AV forward as their title and as their call to action, and I think it's a really important call to action. You know, to sort of move out of the silos um, and you know more into that mainstream consciousness. And to that end, this month in June, one of our features is about large format projectors from 
digital projection, for example, and how they're transforming Broadway and turning, you know, uh, ordinary spaces into digital scenery in new and interesting ways. So something like the, the Broadway show Hedwig, for example, and Gentleman's Guide, and also just a I can you know name about six that are mentioned in the story, and it's a great piece by our writer Brian Nadell. And just looking at the ways audio and video are just really changing the face of, of commercial space and shared public spaces. And so Infocom as a voice of the trade is you know has a, a large responsibility, but also I think is is moving about in the right, really reasonable ways of just making sure people have those knowledge assets and also the access so they can share and trade best practices and make more informed decisions. And I think that's really the priority is how informed can our conversations be without you know, pressure from manufacturers, but just having really good, candid, honest discussions. Yeah. So I'm liking it. I'm, I think that the, the show is going to be good in, in a refreshing way. All right. Uh, well, that's going to do it uh, for, for this episode of AV Week. Uh, I'd like to thank my guest, Tom LeBlanc, editor of Commercial Integrator and Tech Decisions. Thank you, sir. Thanks for having me. Uh, where can people find, well, first of all, where can people find you on the show floor? And then where can people find you in general? I will be running around the show floor. Um, we do have a booth, the Commercial Integrator and Tech Decision booth in the North Hall 462. Just, you know, follow us on Twitter, commercial or com integrator or follow the Tech Decisions uh, Twitter handles, Corporate TD, K-12 TD, Higher Ed TD. Uh, and following you on Twitter? If, if you and want follow that. me, I guess, sure. Uh, Blank Tom. <laughs> All right. Blank Tom is a, good, uh, is a good Twitter account to follow. Blank Tom. All right. Uh, also with us, the other side of, of Commercial Integrated would be Craig McCormick. Um, you know, like I said before, my favorite, uh, my favorite Boston Red Sox fan. So, uh, where, where can people find you, sir? Um, I'm also on commercialintegrator.com and, and on Twitter, I'm at Craig McCormick. Very good. Uh, and last but not least, Margot Duahi, editor of AV Technologies. Thank you, ma'am. Thank you so much. Um, I am on Twitter at AV Technology Mag and we're also going to be in booth N105. Okay. So come say hello. We'll be running around, but it'll be great to see you. And I think there's also an AV tweet up also. I I'm have, not sure. I, I have that on my calendar. But. I have heard rumors of, the, of such a party. Um, apparently it's taking place in our, uh, in our uh, press room, so <laughs> I guess I should know about this. No, um, Margo's very kind. We are having a, a tweet up, so come by and say hey if you, want, if, if you have the time. Uh, June 18th. Uh, the first day of the show, between 4.30 and 6.30, uh, room N, as in Nancy, 217, N217. Uh, we also have a booth, so we're actually between Commercial Integrator and and the, the fine folks at New Bay. Uh, we're at North Hall 217, so our room is N217, our booth is N217. I think they did that on purpose, because I'm not the brightest person in the world. Um, so I only have one one thing to remember in 217. But no, uh, that's brought to you by a bunch of really cool sponsors, Draper, uh, Vadio, uh, Advanced AV, AMX, Middle Atlantic, ASK Proxima, Audinate, AVI uh, Systems, and Innovad. So yeah, that's and, and uh, AV Help Desk and Sennheiser is giving us some really cool uh, things to give away. So if, you, if you've got the time, you're coming to Infocom in, in Vegas, come by room number in 217 between uh, 4.30 and 6.30. Uh, my name is Tim Albright. Don't follow me on Twitter, but go by the website if you would, please. AV, 
Uh, I just forgot the name of my website, avnation.tv. <laughs> avnation.tv. I told Tom earlier it's been a long week and it's only Wednesday. Uh, you'll find this program and a host of others. Uh, we have a new uh, AV uh, app show, uh, Pico Pros, that looks at really small projectors, uh, a new lighting guy show, or ed tech show, or state of control. So check it out if you would, please. Uh, avnation.tv. Avnation.tv. All of our uh, podcasts. Brought to you by our fine folks at Middle Atlantic. MiddleAtlantic.com, what great systems are built on. Thanks so much for watching and thanks so much for listening.